I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Minyash Brodsky. And I'm David. This is episode 64. We're recording on August 24th, 2022, which is a Wednesday. I know last episode we were recording on a Thursday because I was on vacation. This time it's all Eniash's fault. It is. Because I am going to Burning Man leaving tomorrow. <sighs> what? Uh, I don't even know what to call you. What kind of people go to Burning Man now? Uh, people who like drug orgies in the desert. See, the thing is, I don't like drug orgies in the desert. So, not me. Well, then what's the appeal of Burning Man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the amazing art scene. Uh, there's... I don't know. It's it's a whole thing. I feel like that's the I read Playboy for the articles of the 21st century. That's the exact analogy I was thinking of. Ba- based, based purely on me, I literally did not know that there were drug orgies and music at Burning Man the first time I went. I thought it was a cool art scene in the desert with hippies. Wait, do you mean after you went or before you went? Before I went. Okay. But then yeah. you got there and saw the drug orgies, right? I mean, I realized there were drug orgies at one point, but there's also, you know, all the other stuff. So if you're not into drug orgies, you don't have to go to drug orgies. There's tons of things there. It's a great place. But why do you really go? It's not art. Don't tell me art. Well, um, it's for an experience that is an aesthetic experience. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, in large part, the art and and just the, the feeling, the people, the... It's a whole different society, man. Okay. And I'm going to sound like a hippie if I try to get into it, so I'm not going to. But it's not for the drug orgies. Okay. So, yeah, hippies was the word I was looking for. Okay. There's definitely hippies in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a few follow-ups here. First, we have a feedback from John Clark, who says, We are pronouncing nootropics wrong. It's actually pronounced nootropics. Hmm. Uh, so... I don't know why they spell it that way, but nootropics is how you say it. I guess I can't gainsay him because I don't know, but I thought that was not how you pronounce it. Well, he provided a link to uh, one of the like the Merriam-Webster dictionary that has a pronunciation guide and a little thing that you can click on that'll read it to you, and that's definitely what it said. Well, either I've been lied to all my life or Merriam-Webster is wrong about something. Uh, I think you know which one it is. Mm, yeah, Merriam-Webster rarely gets things right. <laughs> all right. Uh, follow up on previous stories. Uh, so remember all those um, files they seized from Trump? I do remember those. Um, so uh, apparently there was some nuclear secrets in there. Huh. Which um, I actually think is probably bad news on multiple counts because... That means Trump had nuclear secrets, which is just bad by itself. Mm-hmm. But it also means that that like they might have just gone in because they just didn't want these nuclear secrets out there, not because they thought they could really nail Trump on anything. Oh, you think they're just going to take the secrets back and not nail him on anything? I mean, maybe that like the fact that he had nuclear secrets, I feel like might have justified the raid all by itself. It also means that former presidents can just like take nuclear secrets and have them hanging around their Florida resorts for two years. Yeah, man. Which seems like it's its own piece of discreet news and not happy news. There, I, I am just, like, still learning about all the ways that our whole national security just depends on the president not being a complete maniac. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, is, uh, which is pretty bad news, because we... 
elected a real maniac, and we might do it again. Yeah. One thing yeah. about Biden is he's uh, you know a boring establishment guy who's not going to just go crazy and and break everything. Well, well, he's not going to break everything because he has handlers, but he is not a young man. No, but he does have handlers. He can just Reagan this. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Reagan uh, definitely had dementia while he was president. Oh, okay. I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, and uh, definitely had, like, as you say, handlers. Yeah. But his handlers are also boring establishment guys. So, like, I don't think I don't think we have to worry about Biden just, you know, taking the nuclear secrets with him and leaving him in an unlocked room. Yes, that's true. Or, you know, just, like, blowing up another country because he feels like it. Isn't there going to be, like, a major reveal tomorrow? They're unsealing the search warrant or something? Is there? Uh, I think I heard something along those lines. Was it was it from uh, Rachel Maddow? Because uh, I wouldn't trust it. I have no idea where I heard it. It's just rattling around in my brain. Last I heard, Trump was trying to get them to do that, but they were um, stonewalling him on the grounds that releasing warranty uh, or warrant um, information was a violation of the privacy of the person the warranty was served against, which seems kind of like a bullshit excuse, given that it's the person the warranty was served against that's asking them to do this. But no one ever accused the uh, U.S. government of honesty and forthrightness, especially when it comes to uh, this sort of criminal justice proceedings. So. So here's the actual situation. Trump has the warrant. And the warrant has been released. He has the warrant, or he has the bit of the warrant that they're required by law to leave behind? No, he has the the whole warrant. The entire warrant's been released. What hasn't been released is the affidavit that justified the warrant. Ah, It's basically by the FBI saying, like, here's, you know, we talked to this informant, and this is how we know what's there, and this is what we suspect we'll find, and this is why we have probable cause. Um, The warrant itself is interesting because it says what they were looking for, um, which was all kinds of classified information. And apparently, I only learned this after this came out, but there's like six different kinds of classified information. Uh, you know, I thought that was just kind of secret and top secret, but apparently there's like no foreign eyes on this and like three other classifications. And apparently Trump had all of them. Um, they're not going to release that affidavit because there's it's part of an ongoing criminal investigation and you don't just... It certainly don't release that to the public, and you definitely don't release it to the defen- the the like potential perp either, to be like, here's all the evidence we have against you. You don't get that till you're indicted. Isn't he um also supposedly going to be representing himself in court or something? What? No. Oh, please, please, yes, please. <laughs> look, do it. <laughs> he, look, Trump is has run out of good lawyers. All right, but he has an endless stream of shitty lawyers who are dying to represent him because they just want, you know, publicity so they can go get a job at OAN when they're done. I mean, that's obviously true, but also don't tell me he wouldn't and don't tell me it wouldn't be amazing. Uh, he, no, he definitely wouldn't. He knows you need henchmen to do your dirty work for you. That's like one thing that he's very good at doing. And you think there'd always be some kind of shitty li- lawyer somewhere that would be willing to take him? Oh, I guarantee oh, absolutely. it. There's people in law school right now who are like, oh, I got to pass the bar real quick so I can go get on the Trump <laughs> legal team. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah, no, that, like, 
my solution to the heat death of the universe is just burn lawyers that want to represent Trump for heat because there's literally an endless supply of them. Yeah, well, what's great is they keep getting disbarred. Uh, so, you know, they, they're not going to be plaguing our prof- my profession uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, just weed them out there. But no, there will always be more, and Trump will always use a lawyer. He will, I, I promise you, there is no action in which he's going to represent himself. All right. That's too bad. That would have been awesome and hilarious. Yeah, because if he's representing himself, then he's the one who gets in trouble. Um, instead of his lawyers getting in trouble for, you know, breaking all the court rules. Well, darn it. All right. Next follow-up. Um, it's that uh, big bill that the Democrats passed. Eniash <laughs> has more information for us on it. Oh, wow. There, I mean, there's going to be even more later on in the episode. But, yeah, the information – in information – well, also information reduction probably. But the Inflation <laughs> Reduction Act <laughs> – uh, we talked about the corporate minimum tax uh, that was uh, that last episode. Uh, it's basically written to apply to 150 companies, which I don't know. I think that's kind of weird. But then again, there's not all that many really large companies anyway. So maybe that's okay. Uh, but the, the more interesting thing is that uh, the corporate alternative minimum tax is basically an acceleration on regular tax liability. Um, because when they pay the alternative minimum tax, uh, it's ahead of the normal taxes and it's a credit against their regular corporate taxes that they will be paying uh so it's it's more of a deposit on future taxes to be paid and the only condition in which it really is an alternative minimum like a net positive income is if uh, a corporation would have ended up not paying any taxes at all and the credits expire after seven years so wait that can't be right that's what no if they're paying if they're like put down putting down a deposit on their future taxes Mm-hmm. It's going to be a net positive if their future taxes don't cover that entire amount. Yes, absolutely. Right. It's not that if they pay zero tax. If they, it's not like they pay anything except zero and it's just just a wash. Uh, if they no 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 not if they pay anything except zero, but if they end up paying those taxes anyway, then it's not net revenue generating. It's just pushing the taxes forward a little bit. Right. Okay. Um, I actually think this is good news. Like better than what I thought it was. Oh yeah, how come? Well, because this—it's less of a tax increase. That's true, but and also, I'm, you know, I'm for tax increases on rich people, not corporations. I, mean, I think it's a good idea to have business taxes low. I agree, but the weird part about it is, is that the main way corporations avoid paying income taxes is by, is by reinvesting their income, and so now I, mean, I believe Amazon pays almost nothing in uh, corporate income taxes because it just keeps reinvesting in tons of other stuff. And if they're forced to pay an alternative minimum tax, it's basically just going to come out of that reinvestment, which I think is bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely bad. That's why we all agreed this was bad last time. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying this is better than I thought it was. Oh, okay. Good. Because, you know, it's not if, – if Amazon, any time within that seven years, was going to pay that tax, then they don't have to, and it's a wash for them, and they can reinvest just as much as they were going to. Sure. I just, I'm worried about there being less investment. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I think corporate taxes should be low. It's good. Or, or sorry, it's bad. It's still bad. It's just not (laughs) as bad as we thought it was last fortnight. See, I didn't know it was, I did not know all of the details apparently that you guys knew. So it is slightly less bad than I thought it was. 
I mean, it's slightly no, more didn't. bad than I thought it was. We didn't know any details last time. I just assumed it was like, oh, well, you have to pay 15%, you know, of your revenue, which is true, but I didn't know about this credit on future taxes portion. Okay. Well, uh, I'm glad to have informed So, So y'all. basically, I mean, what this news tells me is this tax, like, does less than I thought it would. And since I thought it was bad, I want it to do less than I thought it would. Cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you have a quote here. From oh, yeah. Uh, Jacob somebody on- named Jacob. Yeah, on Twitter, just the cool person that I follow who pointed out that uh, part of the IRA's thing is negotiating for drug prices. Which, oh, is this uh, Jacob Falkovich? I have no idea. I, I don't know is. his last name. How, why, why would I know someone's last name? Because he's a, he's a rationalist guy. Yeah, I don't know rationalist put, last names either. Yeah, put, he's, the, he's the put a numb on it guy. Oh, that's where I know him from. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, the, he did point out that um, Americans have been subsidizing drug development for the rest of the world uh, for a long time, and we will be doing less of that now, and uh, that's going to save us money, and that's great and all, and, you know, I, I believe we all agreed with that. But then he pointed out that it was uh, probably one of the most effective unin- unintended altruisms the U.S. was doing, the subsidizing drug development for the rest of the world, and I was like, aw, now, now we're doing less altruism. So, I don't know, there's that. I know you've never been a fan of altruism, so this is <laughs> fine for you. But I've I've kind of been a. Um, I am it. a fan of drug development, though. Yeah. Um. I I think this uh, drug development by overpaying for drugs is probably a terrible way to actually fund it. Uh, mm-hmm. Much much better would be to just streamline the FDA process. God, or Delinda, just, that you know, thing. obviously <laughs> abolish the FDA, but we're not going to do that. So maybe, maybe streamline it. That would certainly uh, yeah. be better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. There's a lot of ways we could make it better. My personal favorite is, um, uh, doing prizes. Um, and oh, just that is offering, a good idea. I like that. Offering a lump mm-hmm. sum payment, then, uh, uh, whatever institution offers the reward just like buys out the patent. Um, as uh, part of the terms of collecting the reward, but we're we're talking about real life here, not the abstract ideal. And in real life, the stupid, idiotic, terrible way that we get drugs developed is uh, just by overpaying for them. And until we fix the rest of the system that makes that the necessary way for us to get uh, drugs developed uh, or drug development funded then we should probably not futz with the funding method. Maybe. I'm slightly more convinced by, uh, by Wes now. (laughs) I, I overpaying for drugs is just so, so bad because it, it's not just the government overpaying for them. Like that trickles down. (coughs) Uh, and it's, it creates all these weird incentives. So, I, you know, I think I, I I'm I'm in favor of the uh, you know Medicare being able to negotiate, which I don't think that's what this actually is. I think it's just the government setting prices, it like is, price controls. Yes. It's not actually a negotiation, so uh, that's weird. A, a price control is a negotiation if you got a gun. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I mean, it's I guess it's like sort of a monopsony situation. Nope. Uh, so a price, you know. I guess a price control is like a negotiation in that sense. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, I, don't, I don't care for price controls. But at the same time, our whole healthcare payment system is completely fucked. 
Yes. So <laughs> this could be good or bad. Who knows? All right. Let's move on to the new news. New news. Uh, don't get too excited. The first one really sucks. Boo! Don't all the news is always really suck except for the happy news? No. Well, okay. we put we I... put that Twitter thing in regular news. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good David's point. always trying to put stuff in happy news that we <laughs> say doesn't belong there. <laughs> but this, no, but this one's really bad. Uh, Salvin Rushdie was stabbed. Yeah. Uh, for people who aren't familiar, he wrote The Satanic Verses, which was a novel back in 80... Well, it was published in 88, and uh, the cleric of Iran got really upset about that and issued a fatwa on his head in 89, which means basically if you're a real Muslim, you will kill this dude. And uh, finally, someone tried. Well, I mean, I guess people have I been mean, trying for a while. I mean, lots of people have tried, but, but somebody got yeah. pretty close. Someone got pretty close. Uh, uh, ironically, he was at... Wasn't he at, like, giving a talk... About how the United States is a safe haven for apostates. I believe so. Yeah. And this dude uh, just like ran up and started stabbing him. Yeah. Uh, and he's apparently going to lose an eye mm-hmm. and has some other serious injuries. But he's still alive. So he survived it. But yeah, pretty pretty injured. Um, and apparently he's a up. fucking Chad. He was in the uh, hospital recovering and joking around with people. Yeah, and I hope he just has some badass scars and, like, an eye patch and goes out and gives the same speech. He will look (laughs) incredibly cool with an eye patch. If any good is going to come from this, it is that. I do hear that he had his nerve severed in one of his arms, so that's going to suck. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Is the Satanic versus good? I I have one of this month's Audible credits earmarked for it just out of a sense of obligation. Um... But, uh, yeah, is it is it good? The description did not sound like a thing I'd be into. Like, it sounded like a lot of it was dream sequences and, like, surrealist. Hmm. Huh. Uh, which usually is not, not my favorite, but a lot of people like it. Hmm. All right, well, uh, look for a future troop deployment of mine to be my uh, review of the Satanic Verses. Excellent. All right. All right, next story. Uh, Liz Cheney lost her primary. Um, I think we all knew this was coming. Uh, for those who haven't been paying attention, Liz Cheney's like the one Senate Republican who is like, hey, Trump, sh- shut the fuck up about the election. OK, you lost. It was fair. This conspiracy mongering is bullshit. She's on the January 6th committee and like gave a lot of the um, opening statements and shit like that. Um, so she's been like really out there yeah. with her opposition to the big lie. Uh, and she just got absolutely creamed. In her, uh, she's from Wyoming, so you know it's <laughs> Wyoming. Okay, I, I, so I think there were ten that stood up to him, which is again a very small number, and I do believe that two of them did um, win re-election. I heard at least one person saying uh, one of the major problems is she isn't delivering for her voters, and one of the other anti-Trump Republicans that did not get primaried was someone who was you know, giving the voters what they want. So I don't know exactly the details of Wyoming. I haven't looked into it, but the point is that she did get absolutely creamed and she has been. I know, I know the details of the Wyoming voters and okay. that they're all crazy Trump fanatics and that is 100% why they voted against Janie. Nothing uh, well, else mattered. Um, the other people who survived um, voted for impeachment, but uh, first of all, they weren't in the Senate. Oh, this was total lawmakers. Only 10 between Republicans and Senate, or between House and Senate? I think so. Holy Jesus. It was definitely not 10 senators. All right. That's a good point. Um, yeah. But also, they weren't, 
you know, they voted that way, but they didn't like go on the campaign trail and help out the January 6th commission and like be constantly tweeting about it. Yeah. Like Cheney's been absolutely on message about this since day one. And that's what's driving everyone crazy about her on the right. Yeah. This has been her big thing. Yeah. So like this was this is like the the one issue. Yeah. In this primary. And that's that's why she lost. There's no other reason for it. Because other than that, other than that, she's like a, you know, rock rib conservative. She's Dick Cheney's daughter, for God's sake. Right. And like her politics, she's not she's not like a black sheep. Her politics are like very close to his. This is bad things about 2024. Uh, it is good that uh, or it isn't great that the um, GOP is now officially the party of Trump. But I do have to say, I don't hate how uh, Trump is one by one killing every single political dynasty in America. (laughs) Yeah, that's not bad. It's just, um, wait, you should hate that. Because aren't you all about how, like, the elites should be in control? I thought that was you, Wes. The elites, yes, not the elites' worthless children. (laughs) All right, but, like, you know, Liz Cheney seems pretty much... Uh, you know, Dick Cheney, but younger. Yeah, I she mean, seemed Dick, less worthless than like you know. Wasn't yeah? Wasn't Dick Cheney also one of the worthless children? Wasn't he like the son of some uh, weirdo cold warrior type? Hey oh, man, he shot a know. dude in the face, and you're all about shooting people in the face. <laughs> I am Inyash. I am all about gun safety. What he did was the opposite of that. He okay. shot someone in the face accidentally. Which is uh, the worst way to shoot someone in the face. That's a darn good point. Mm, that's true. Um, no, but I would think that like Liz Cheney represents like a, I guess a a person who knows things about politics and isn't just like a crazy populist Yahoo, and is in fact standing up against the crazy populist Yahoos, as evidenced by her uh, standing up against Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I would think a person that's like more like the smart people should be in charge and the idiots should not have should have less of a voice. Uh, I feel like dynasties usually are are good for that. George W. Bush notwithstanding. I still think maybe he had a stroke early in the presidency. Yeah, I mean, you. Wait, who had a stroke? Hang, hang on. George Sorry. W. Bush. The, you the, think? The pretzel choking incident. No, he was always an idiot. He was much more articulate during the first um, presidential run than he was even soon after. Really? Yep. I did not notice that, but that's an interesting theory. All right. Anyway. Liz um, Cheney is doing a thing with all the money she got from her donations, and that is forming a PAC to oppose Donald Trump specifically and try to bring the two middle sides together against him. Although, I don't know if she'll have any luck with that, but she's calling it the Great Task. The Great Task. That's not an ominous name. Yeah, considering <laughs> QAnon, that's the worst thing she could possibly name this pack. Or is it the best thing? That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> is she just trolling QAnon? It'll definitely keep QAnon away. And All right, well, next story is the a court case where the Fourth Circuit held that gender dysphoria is a disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act. This is a very interesting case because the Americans with Disabilities Act has sort of two conflicting portions to it. 
Now, one says that the definition of disability is to be construed basically as broadly as possible to okay. encompass anything that could arguably be a disability. So, so far, so good. But then there's this second portion that specifically <gasps> excludes something called gender identity disorder, not huh. resulting from a physical impairment. Now, gender identity disorder is what used to be in the DSM and described just being trans. It was just gender identity disorder. It was just like having a gender identity that didn't match what you were assigned at birth. Um, what the Why was that excluded? Because of Jesse Helms and the what? religious right. They were like, we want to help out people with disabilities, but not these, you know, transvestites. Huh. Okay. Literally, transvestites are named in the act, All in the right. statutory language. I see. But yeah, it was just like, we hate trans people and we don't want to help them. Okay. Um, so what the plaintiff here suffered from was gender dysphoria, which is what's now in the DSM instead of gender identity disorder. And gender dysphoria is uh, described as clinically significant stress resulting from um, having a gender identity that doesn't match what's on your birth certificate or what, mm. what, what you're assigned at birth, or I don't remember exactly what the language is. Right. Um, and so the court, the Fourth Circuit, looked at this and said, okay, well, these aren't the same thing. Um, one is just being trans. The other is about suffering clinically significant stress. And I don't know how to feel about this, because on the one hand, like, this is obvious bullshit. They're just this motivated reasoning. Like, they specifically excluded trans people by name. Mm -hmm. um, and now the court's saying, well, you know, the DSM updated their criteria. So n now it's now this isn't it. Um, you know, if, you, if you're a real believer in legislative intent, I got to think that this is contrary to that. But on the other hand, dysphoria isn't gender identity disorder. They are different things. Um, because you could have someone... Um, and so this is under the ADA. So, so imagine someone has gender dysphoria and in this case, the person wanted hormones for it, but can, you can imagine a case where someone suffers from gender dysphoria and, um, takes antidepressants for it. Okay. Um, that seems like something that the ADA would cover. Um, I, I think the whole thing is weird. Like very obviously gender dysphoria is a disability um yeah i i think it sucks that they specifically excluded it i guess if that was the only way to get the bill passed that's a compromise that had to be made i, I yeah I, I i'm with you this should be covered but the law says it shouldn't be so I, what doing well so and one of the uh, interesting parts is that the this was a motion to dismiss so it's you know you construe everything as broadly as possible so they also said that, look even if this is the same thing if gender identity disorder and gender dysphoria are considered the same thing, this may may result from a physical impairment. There's some evidence that gender dysphoria results from something physical going on. Uh, and we're in motion to dismiss stage, and they should be able to present evidence on that fact. Uh, but the real interesting part was they had a third criterion, which said, um, you know... They, 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 what they said was like, okay, this isn't actually part of our ruling, but... Even, you know, if we were wrong about all this, we still would probably overturn this because it's unconstitutional, because it's the result of gender discrimination. Hmm. 
Um, and they, they included some Jesse Helms quotes where he's saying like, oh man, we can't cover these terrible, you know, uh, I don't even remember what the term was for trans people back then, but it probably wasn't a kind one that he was using. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's, it's clear. It's like blatant discrimination against trans people. And well, so why don't they just overturn it on those, um, grounds? Because that sounds uh, because judicial restraint there's like a canon of judicial ethics or whatever that like if you don't have to decide something on constitutional grounds you shouldn't i mean it's very obvious what they want were wanting to exclude and i don't know if that just changing the word in a manual should be a legit way to get around the law and the law should just be overturned for being a shit law or an unconstitutional law rather yeah or congress should just update the law and take that part out because it's or that ridiculous yeah but you know congress doesn't do anything anymore so we have to do all this through the courts yes because the court is the uh legislative branch i i worry for the uh longevity of this decision since this is fourth circuit and the supreme court can review it if they want hmm. and probably will and the supreme court hates trans people now does it uh yes it okay. was it had five members who were at least willing to extend rights to trans people before Amy Coney Barrett got added. Uh now it only has four. The liberals plus Gorsuch. Well, I mean, how what what are you basing the the idea that they are or aren't willing to do this on? Like have they said that? The, oh, the last um gender identity decision, which was whether they're covered under Title IX. So the last decision that the Supreme Court reviewed was that um, they held that trans people were covered under Title IX because discriminating against trans people is just discrimination on the basis of gender. Okay. You're saying like, oh, well, you know, that that's a man, so he can't wear a dress. And it, well, like that's clear, clearly gender discrimination. Mm-hmm. And I thought the reasoning was super solid, and that's why um, Gorsuch signed on to it. Because he was like, yeah. I'm looking at the text of this. It says no gender discrimination. This is gender discrimination. But the four conservatives, other than Gorsuch, were like, no, this is obviously, this wasn't intended um, to be, cover the, uh, to cover trans people, obviously. Come on. Um, and, you know, it, that, st- that argument is going to apply to the ADA, too. Like, they obviously meant to exclude trans people. Mm-hmm. So if that's the kind of reasoning they're going to engage in, then that's going to happen and i 100% guarantee you amy coney barrett is going to agree well wish congress would do stuff that would be nice uh so yeah congress maybe update the ada so it's not just like explicitly anti-trans that'd be cool yeah all right next story free money for me (laughs) and david i'm assuming david do you get free money um hang on (laughs) (laughs) so biden is about to cancel some student debt all right so wes i was surprised to hear you still had student debt because it's been over 10 years since you were in college um you should not be surprised to hear that student debt is forever my friend uh not if you pay it off i have been paying it off for 10 years yeah all that all all that so First of all, here's the scam that student yeah. loans use. And a lot of other loans do this, too. I think um, mortgages do this. Um, they So what they do is when you sign the loan, 
they amortize everything out, mm-hmm. figure out at the how much interest you're going to owe at the end of the term, mm-hmm. and then charge you all that interest up front. Yes. Um, that is that is not how loans are supposed to work. Uh, you're supposed to, you know, pay interest every year, and then if you pay the loan off early, you pay less interest. <clears throat> that's not how student loans work, and that's not how mortgages work. Gotcha. Well, I mean, it it sort of is, but you need to pay um, – if you paid off earlier, like in a month, then uh, it goes to your principal. Not at student loans. At student loans, you have to pay off the entirety of the interest first, and then it starts working on principal? I mean, they every payment, there's like a portion that goes to interest and a portion that goes to principal. Yeah. But it starts out as like almost all of it goes to interest. Right. So right. I've basically paid off all the interest on my student loans, but the principal amount is like the same as when I took out the loans. How long of a loan did you take out? I don't know. Like, I, did, do I, I didn't know? thought they give 30-year loans for student interest. I thought they were 10-year 10, 10 loans. You'd think. <laughs> okay. Um, but no. And, if I've you, been, I, if and I, pay, like an idiot, have been paying them off throughout the pandemic. I mean, I don't know about uh, student loans, but I know mortgages. If you pay an extra $100, that uh, entirety of the $100 goes to your principal, unless you specifically say, I want it to pay off for next month's interest instead. Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, student loans. I don't know. Maybe you can do that. I'm pretty but I sure can't, you can. That's, well, that's I, how the I can't standard now. loan works. I definitely can't now. Why not? Why can't you do it now? Because I already paid off all the interest. I, it's I, all just, it's principal now. That is so fucking weird. I know. It's it's a total scam, and it's just, the only the reason they can do it is because the government said so. Okay, well, I, I guess if the government said so. Yeah. Uh, but the good news is maybe the bad uh, news. The bad news. My <laughs> the good news for me. The bad news for everybody else. <laughs> yes. Is that uh, my uh, principal may be getting cut by up to twenty grand because I definitely had Pell grants. So it's ten thousand dollars for anyone earning up to one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, um, and twenty thousand for anyone who had Pell grants, which are means tested. So it just means like you were poor at the time you you got them okay um yeah that's that's a thing uh i think that's a really crappy thing because the people (laughs) the the people with college educations in america are uh relatively better off than the people without college educations so it's uh giving money to people who need it the least uh at least compared to you know the alternative um, I, I yeah, would this be. This is like a giveaway to the the top like fifty to eighty percent, which the, is not yes. not the the people that the government's usually trying to help out, uh, or that particularly need the help that much. Except for me, of course. I, I believe the the calculation by the government's. Uh, I believe it was the government's own people, but uh. I don't have the source right in front of me, but the calculation was that 70% of this debt relief goes to uh, borrowers in the top 60% of the income distribution. Yeah, and I think we talked before about how this whole plan was very silly yes. and unnecessary, but that Biden like campaigned on it like an idiot. The most annoying thing to me is that people keep calling it debt forgiveness. Like the money just goes away where it is, in fact, a debt transfer away from people who have student loan debt and onto basically the entire population. I mean, that, this is what debt forgiveness is. It's the it's that's this is what you call it. See, yeah. if if in my opinion, debt forgiveness would be the the um, the 
universities would lose that money because oh wouldn't that be nice it would have that executive order it would be wonderful (laughs) the debt's forgiven and the schools pay for it and i was gonna say if you know maybe the private loaners would lose money for giving the terrible idiotic loans to people but then it turns out 93 percent nearly 93 percent of student loan debt is owned by the federal government so the federal government's just been giving out money i guess for this thing that hey, is so good news the the, <laughs> the loan issuer is paying for it yeah which is me like i would not you. be i would not be nearly as annoyed by this if everybody who didn't get a college degree also got ten thousand dollars because you know it would be at least slightly more fair there. The people with the college degrees are still advantaged in life, but at least they aren't taking money away from the people who don't have to- college degrees to do well, it. Well, so then you're sending a really weird message because the only people who wouldn't get $10,000 are the people who got college degrees but either didn't take out loans or paid them back. Yes, So what you're proposing, then, is like some sort of system where the government just gives everybody money. (laughs) I've never heard of such a system, but I'll have to think about it. If if they're not going to give money to everybody, I think they could at least start with the people who are kind of screwed in life and don't have college degrees. Well, I fully support this uh, initiative, and I hope that it goes through (laughs) without a hitch. I think it's great policy, no problems at all. It'd Good be, job. It'd be even better if there was an additional $10,000 for anybody who had a last name that started with F. Or anyone who, who uh, has a podcast. Oh, yeah, I okay, think. I'd sign on to that one. Right? I think podcasters are really the people <laughs> that need this the most. I mean, we work all these hours and we get paid virtually nothing, so yeah. Except for the virtually. <laughs> Speaking of uh, perfect policies with no objections to them... That was a segue. Yeah, thank you. I thought this was uh, beneath the other court case originally. I guess it must have gotten moved around. Um, but yes, uh, Florida uh, had passed a law earlier called Stop Woke, and that has been um, suspended by the appeals court over there uh, because it's a pretty obvious infringement of free speech. It tells businesses that they can't um, require training of their employees that they want them to go to if it breaks certain certain tests uh the judge in the uh suspension ruling did say that it's a clear violation of the first amendment and also says that it's modeled on the civil rights act uh which (laughs) i i don't think this is going to change anything because the civil rights act is just sticking around forever but it's uh it's a very interesting case of saying the quiet part out loud because when i read the stop woke act i would not have known that this was a right-wing law if it wasn't for the name Stop Woke, like, literally everything in it just appeared to be good civil rights legislation that I would normally support. So, you want to hear something crazy? I always like to hear crazy things. Stop Woke is not a stupid backronym. It's just something Ron DeSantis made up. Huh. Oh, it's, it doesn't actually stand for anything? Yeah, no, I was going to complain. So I looked up what it stands for so I could, could complain about them not, uh... Not figuring out how to add a ness to the end of woke, make it wokeness and therefore proper grammar. But I can't even do that because it doesn't stand for anything. Ron DeSantis (laughs) just could have made up a better name. No, it's like KFC. It's an acronym, but it doesn't stand for anything. Nice. Oh, yeah. I think it was obviously 
unconstitutional. Because it's like, you can't say things to people. Uh, and Which I'm is, assuming you, know. you, you agree that this will not have any blowback at all on the Civil Rights Act, where people are like, hey, wait a minute. No, because the Civil Rights Act doesn't say that. Uh, okay. The Civil Rights Act, I mean, there's the Civil Rights Act has a lot of parts to it. But none of them are like, you can't teach racist stuff. I, I mean, I guess I need to look at the actual wording of the Civil Rights Act because I'm not... Uh, so what they did was they amended... Oh, yeah, patterned after Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act. No, but that's the... That, so what they did is they amended the Florida Civil Rights Act yes. to include this. Yes, but everything that they amended it to include is completely unobjectionable if you're not a racist, right? Um, I mean, no, because it violates free speech. I mean, sure, but... Uh, the actual things that we wanted to discourage are bad things, and so it would be unobjectionable aside from the violation of free, free speech. And if Title Seven does the same kind of thing, then Title Seven is equally promoting good stuff, but at the cost of free speech. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see if this, like how the courts would treat this, if it wasn't obviously to, you know, be be a right-wing thing. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting that something that is good liberal law is is bad because of who it was passed by. Um, but it's basically saying what well, the part it added was saying that you can't require employees to, um, you know, get a get a certification or attend a training um, or 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 pass an exam. Right. That basically that, that is racist yes um it would it would be very interesting if it just said like you know anti-black racist or specifically <laughs> called out like you can't. i mean <laughs> so it's still okay to be racist against other races but this one special race is protected right i mean in america that, i mean that's the whole thing like anti-white racism is fine we've decided sure. and anti-asian generally well you, you're not allowed to say that part you're oh, allowed sorry, to sorry. say the anti-white racism part. Okay, okay. Um, let me see. It says, let me see. It says this paragraph may not be construed to prohibit discussion of the concepts listed therein as part of a course or training or instruction, provided such training or instruction is given in an objective manner without endorsement of the concepts. Yeah, that's that's just saying you can't, you know, you can't advocate for a specific viewpoint. That's clearly unconstitutional. Right. Uh, and you can't. The, the Civil Rights Act can't can't do unconstitutional stuff. It's just a law. I mean, I <laughs> I would think that is true, but um, I am not at all convinced that the Civil Rights Act doesn't do unconstitutional stuff and just hasn't been challenged. But do you think it, it prohibits speech in the way this does? <laughs> Shall we just look up the uh, Civil ch- no, ch- Title Seven? No, because it's like a thousand pages. Let's see, the term person, the term employer. Yeah, see, you're on the definition section. You're private membership that's gonna is be exempt. Private. Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess I'm going to have to read this while we're not on the air and then report back. Yeah, so uh, tune in to future episodes. <laughs> oh, here we go. It shall be unlawful for an employer to fail to refuse or hire, to refuse to hire or discharge someone based on racist stuff uh, or to segregate or classify his employees based on racist stuff oh shit we already do that um <laughs> oh, yeah we do and yeah. it's all illegal google literally just did it a few days ago yeah i keep seeing that stuff and i'm like how does no one sue over this like this is so obviously illegal 
Yeah. Well, didn't something just come out about how some university was saying like white people can't go into common spaces in one of the dorms? Yeah, yeah. Because black people needed a, a space to be away from the whites. Oh, here we go. Training programs. It shall be unlawful employment practice for any employer, etc., to include on-the-job training programs or discriminate people uh, based on not taking these trainings, uh, based on religion, sex, race, etc. Yeah, it, it is looking to be very much the same thing that was uh, passed in Stop Woke. Oh, interesting. Well, a court will probably overturn that because they know that nobody's going to do racist trainings anymore except the anti-white ones. Yes. What with woke capital and all. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. There's actually a uh, a subclause in Title Seven that says, but it's okay to um, give preferential treatment to Indians. And by Indians, I believe they probably mean American Indians. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, that would be funny if they meant Indians from India. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what it means now. <laughs> and so right? Indians like, can be like, hey, guys. That's kind of what's happening. Yeah. Not, not that it's preferential treatment. There's just uh, a lot of really good smart Indians things. Yeah. that immigrate. That's what you get for being a textualist. Indeed. <laughs> that would be hilarious. They were like, oh, well, I guess you're allowed to, to give preferential treatment to Indians. So have at it. Um... Yeah, I didn't I didn't read this decision, so I don't know what the reasoning is, but I'm pretty sure it's just you can't stop people from saying things in the workplace, even if you think they're racist, when they're not, because you can't be racist against white people. Right. Well, fun. All right, should we move on, or do you have more to say about this? No, no, that was, I mean, I, this went on much longer than I thought it was going to go on. All right, on. well, good, because you can't say it, because I'm banning speech on this topic. Damn it. All right, fine. All right, on to Ukraine news. Ukraine news. What's going on in Ukraine? Europe's largest nuclear power reactor is coming under shelling uh, because it's on the front lines of fighting in Ukraine. I'm That's sure cool, right? <laughs> nothing bad can, can happen due to this. Is it one of the old nuclear power stations that, like, if you blow it up, it melts down? I don't know. I mean, there's oh, very... Somebody should probably find that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's the largest... Oh, yeah, I already said that part. The largest nuclear power reactor there. It's still being operated by Ukrainian engineers under Russian occupation. Uh, they have a bunch of troops there because it's right on the edge of uh, Russian-controlled uh, territory on the south bank of a huge reservoir. And they're making strikes across the reservoir from it. And so the Ukrainians are attacking them back. And, oh, so it's uh, the Ukrainians that are shooting at it. It, it is indeed, yes. Oh, cool. So the Russians are saying, hey, it's the Ukrainians that are shelling it. And the Ukrainians are like, well, hey, they're putting all their military forces there. So what are we supposed to do? And I don't know. It's a good question. Should they mm. should they not shell it? Uh, I'd, I'd rather they didn't. I agree. I'm but, you pretty... know, I don't. Uh... Also, it's it's their country, though. If it goes meltdown and they have to deal with it, I guess that was <laughs> they their choice. blow up their own country. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll radiate a little bit of our country to get the Russians out. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like chemotherapy, but for ge- geopolitics. A <laughs> <laughs> like, radiation cool. therapy, rather. All right. What else is going on? David, you had a thing you wanted to share. Yeah, so uh, there's this uh, Russian chap named uh, Alexander Dugin. Uh, as far as I can tell, he's basically like the Russian um, uh, Tucker Carlson. He's like super right-wing nationalist, and uh, people think that like Putin pays attention to him the same way that Trump paid attention to uh, Tucker. 
Um, oh, so he's like the Russian Sean Hannity. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know those Fox News people uh, that well. But uh, anyway, um, he, his car recently exploded uh, while he was Ooh, supposed luck. to be in it. Uh, not bad luck uh, so much as uh, a car bomb. No. Um, yeah, he was supposed to be in it, but he decided to drive home with someone else. Uh, his, car bomb in Russia? Yeah, uh, his daughter did die, uh, so that sucks. I saw um, that movie. And, uh, yeah, the Russian feds have claimed to have arrested the responsible party, and they have claimed that she is a Ukrainian and a member of the Azov Battalion, but this is extremely extremely implausible for quite a lot of reasons uh most notably that she supposedly still had her as of id on her despite the attack having been technically sophisticated enough that someone capable of doing it definitely wouldn't have forgotten to throw out their id uh they also claim to have found an uh archive.com or archive.org page showing her uh like listed on the azov battalion uh roster uh but they just provided a screenshot of the uh archive page without the url and when asked to produce the url they became conveniently deaf so this (laughs) is probably misinformation but the actual uh, story of what's going on is at this point unknown. So is it more likely assume that it's you know the story's bullshit? Yeah. Do we think that's because it was a false flag or just because they want to be like we got the guy? So I'd assume the latter. So my thinking is if it was if if Russia had reason to believe it was a Ukrainian they wouldn't have made up a fake Ukrainian. So, I feel like the um, the fact that Russia felt the need to make up a Ukrainian indicates that Russia thinks it wasn't a Ukrainian. You think there's some kind of power schism in Russia? It could be a power schism, it could be a false flag, uh, it could just be that, like, um... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dugan's daughter, like, had an ex-boyfriend who was in the mafia and decided to get, a give her a Belfast breakup. Um, like, I, I, I can't say I know what's going on. I have some suspicions, but yeah, I, I really can't say. I think it seems entirely reasonable that it was just a Ukraine sympathizer. Or maybe even a Ukrainian living in Russia. That would be my assumption or my presumption going in like bad russian dude gets killed probably enemies of russia Mm. but you know open to other uh explanations if it comes up Uh, especially given the timing because isn't everyone saying that that russia's probably planning something for today it is the ukrainian independence day yeah so everyone's like oh russia's probably gonna do something crazy so this could certainly be an excuse uh i just went to twitter yes to check but nothing so far though there was something trending about some celebrity's haircut that i've already forgotten which celebrity it was oh nice yeah this apparently that was sounds like like you dedicated the appropriate amount of uh, <laughs> mental real estate to that story yeah 
<laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to make a joke about this. And then tabbed back and it's gone. And now, uh, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't remember anything <laughs> about it. Uh, well. But it was definitely a bad haircut. It was definitely. No, it was a great haircut. It was oh! like bold and edgy or something. I think it, maybe Nicole Kidman. I don't know. Um, anyway, we're sending the Ukrainians more money. She going for the G.I. Jane haircut? I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, yes, the Ukrainians are getting three million billion million or billion million. There we it's go. Def- no, it's billion. It's billion. Three billion in three, aid. Three million which is- will buy them like half a missile. That's right. Okay, yeah, three billion in aid, which is like three times more than we have given them in the past. Um, huzzah! All right, don't spend it all in one place. Yes. Yeah. All right. So this is great and all. I have heard some chatter that like the the U.S. is like taking all of the uh, uh, Carl Gustav uh, Recoilless rifles away from uh, special forces and so on, and that seems bad. Like, they're taking them away from our active troops so we can send them to Ukraine. Definitely seems not them? good. I mean, so, if if I'm right that we're taking them from SOF, like, we don't know whether or not we're using them because it's SOF. Um, but, uh, yeah, what I'm saying is that uh, the U.S. has basically exported its entire industrial base or at least a lot of it and we should maybe stop because you know if we literally give other people all our guns then we won't have (laughs) any i don't think we are in any danger of giving away all of our guns well yes obviously but we are in danger of giving away all our high mars and those are also good to have around I think we'll be okay. I I agree. We can we can make more high mars if we need them. I mean, not if um, not if China decides to cut off rare earth element exports. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's talk about another thing that we don't have enough of: water. Yes. Um, and wa- by we, I mean you people out west or on the Ru- east coast. We got plenty of water. Do you? Yes. Okay. We have so much water. Well, congrats to you guys, the, then. The, the best plan I heard for getting water to the west was you run a pipeline from the east. Because we have so mountains? much water. Or through the mountains. I think there's tunnels. Okay. Well, all right. Congrats to you guys with having all the water. Yeah, we have so much water. And all the money, too, I guess. I mean, we do have... go and have your own Vegas with hookers and water? We do have the Acela Corridor, which is where the money comes from. But then again, you have California, so... Mm, they, yes. they, have, they have lots of money so we don't have all the money but we do have all the water okay well we are really running low on water uh seven seven western states um are facing a deadline to cut water usage from the colorado river uh these seven states are fed by the colorado river and they cannot and or will not agree on water reductions uh because they, they all want some uh and the feds are now demanding a plan to use at least 15% less water from the Colorado River, and if uh, the states don't come up with something, some plan will be imposed on them by the federal government. Uh, at least so they claim. They're requesting that uh, the states combined cut 2 to 4 million acre-feet of water, which, uh, so you know, an acre-foot is about enough to serve 2 to 3 households for a year, so 2 to 4 million of those. Uh, this is kind of a big deal here, because... 
we we just need water. Like for starters, who fucking made Phoenix in the middle of the desert like an idiot? Uh, the Phoenix should not be there at all. But in general, uh, the lower basin states, Don't Canada, Phoenix. I'm blaming it's Phoenix, Phoenix's man. fault. It's all it's all the damn agriculture. No, the agriculture is no, a big you problem. You should too. absolutely blame Phoenix. Phoenix sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the lower basin states, which are California, Nevada, and Arizona, use most of the water uh, from the Colorado River and thus far have shouldered most of the cuts because they do use most of the water. They've been uh, cutting for a decade now. The upper basin states, including Colorado itself, have historically not used our full allocations of water. Um, because we just have less people, I guess. I want to say because we're morally better people, but let's face it, That's we, we just what it is. <laughs> we just don't don't have as many people and as much agriculture that needs it. Uh, so we haven't used our full allocations, but we want to maintain our water rights because obviously we shouldn't lose them just because we have been careful and not using them all, and we're planning for population growth. Uh, but the lower basin states are, are not not happy about that. Uh, they uh, they say we've been cutting for a decade, so you should take more cuts now i don't know it's i think it's dumb but also i live in colorado so you know maybe that's why uh colorado uh not colorado sorry uh california agriculture uses up 80 percent of the california water but only produces about two percent of california gdp so you know i don't know maybe they don't need to worry quite as much about flooding their plains with water um the colorado river is what else they could do what else could they do? They could not close their nuclear power plants and instead use them to run desalinization plants. So they Ba-boom. could just make their own water. Yeah. And, uh, unlike Arizona, Nevada, and, you know, Colorado, they have a shoreline that has infinite water in it. Right? Here's what the plan should be. All you states that don't need the water now, but are want to plan for the future, build some nuke plants. Uh, so you can desalinate water when you need to expand. California should be cut down to zero gallons of water from the Colorado River over the next 10 years. Right? They have a whole fucking ocean right there, man. Come on. Just take the salt out of the water. I know it takes a lot of energy, so make some energy. It's not that hard. At least, like, do do it over 30 years. 30 years is, like, how long it takes to really get, like, a new nuke plant up and running. Okay, 30 years. And maybe even 35. Or, you know, give them 10 and cut the yeah. regulatory burden. But we're not going to do yeah. that. So. Or, or give them 10, and if they just need to depopulate their entire state, then nothing of value will be lost. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Hollywood. Yeah, you can move Hollywood wherever you want. But so, yeah. The, the rationalists. Com- they, they can move wherever they want, too. But they're, they're not. They're all in San Francisco. Which is right next to infinite water. Right. Yeah, they Let can, them make nuclear power. They can power. just move like 20 feet to the left and start a seasteading. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So we solved the water issues. Yes, we did. I'm, I'm glad that people, so many people listen to our show. So now they know what to do. Indeed. Uh, Right now, Colorado River is a primary water supply for 40 million people, and about 70% of it goes towards irrigation of crops. Uh, the thing is... Uh, I actually thought it was more than that. Um, well, you forgot about Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess also uh, Las Vegas. But water users uh, in these lower basin states, they're demanding to be fade, paid above market rates to reduce their usage. Uh for example, irrigators in Yuma, Arizona, have proposed taking 
925,000 less acre feet in 2023 and leaving it Lake Mead if they're paid $1.4 billion to, to not use this water. Hmm. It's, a, it's a load of bullshit. I uh, mean, that, if that's what they'll do it for, that sounds like the market rate. Damn you, Wes. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> so that, is that how markets work? Oh, that, if the market was an actual David, market, help, yes. help me out here. Wes, okay. if the market was an actual market, then yes, that is how it would work. But unfortunately, water rights are very archaic. I, I would say complicated and archaic, but they're not that complicated. They're just archaic. They date back to the early settler days, and generally the first settlers take priority. It's called senior rights. Uh, there's a whole prior appropriation system, and it basically means if your ancestors got on the water and used it up, then the amount they used is the amount you get to use for perpetuity. And uh, and so there's not really a market. You just get that water, and then like you can sell it, I guess, but... There's no incentive for those people to be particularly efficient with the water because they're guaranteed the amount of water they've been using since long time ago. Well, so, well, yes, there is, because can't they sell their water rights if they don't need it? If they don't need it, then there starts to be an argument made for maybe they don't need all these water rights. Hmm. So, David, what happens if you refuse to allocate by price? Uh, things break. The exact way that they break depends on the non-allocation by price you choose to do. No! wrong <laughs> shortages and death no if you refuse to a no no aren't you always saying if you refuse to allocate by price you end up allocating by politics and power oh yeah that oh yeah, well i mean that's, that's literally what we were what's going happening for here there. yeah oh. i was trying to set you up sorry <laughs> let's try this Just again the game man you, no we're you, not doing it again we're no? leaving all this in oh that's terrible <laughs> that's it's gonna make us all look like complete buffoons <laughs> and yet and yet, but yeah, people people will both kill and die for water rights. I'm. This is one of the few places where I think a federal government is actually a good idea because, as much as I like to say, "Ha ha, we are at where the Colorado River originates, so we get to decide who gets the water." Uh, the point is, California has more people and more money, and they will come here and kill us to take the water if they really no, need they to. Won't. Oh my God, the government is the problem here. You they you. If, if they didn't have these weird water rights, it would just be allocated by price. It's a scarce resource, yet just, it, just, it just costs more. What if they don't want to pay the price and they have a standing state militia? So, Inyash, then do, they you won't know get water. do you know which state doesn't have an assault weapons ban? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, actually. Is it Colorado? It is Colorado. You have Neat. magazine capacity restrictions, which are stupid, but at least those. you won't. At least your uh, militia won't need to uh, do a fucking pump action every time they want to shoot, like the Californians will. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd actually take Colorado there. Also, you have the high ground, and you have the Mormons that as a buffer. <laughs> <laughs> but also, California is not going to invade Colorado to get water for its agriculture industry. They're just going to have less agriculture. Or they'll have the same amount of agriculture, and it'll be slightly more expensive because they have to pay more for the water. I hope that is the case. Anyways, this particular drought is at least eight years old. People started um, making news stories about it back in 2014. It's the worst drought in over 1,200 years and has probably reached the point of being self-sustaining. So this is a problem that's just going to keep being a problem for quite a while in the West here. God, and if only is... there was a way to take salt water and make it into fresh water. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but the... the 
the people who have the water rights, no matter how much salt water you make into fresh water, the people with water rights to the Colorado River in California are going to hold on to those and are going to say, keep giving us our free water, Colorado River, and this is going to continue to be a big political football here in the West. Yeah, but if they get cheap water from desalination, they'll just sell those water rights to whoever needs it. I hope. You are... I am less... Yeah, less that, that was a whole South Park you are. about this. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and as we know, the best economists work for South Park. So, Inyash, uh, you have a link here uh, for... Uh, has reached has probably reached the point of being self-sustaining. And I clicked on mm-hmm. the link because I want to know what that means. And it's just, uh, mm-hmm. it's just some guy's oh, is Twitter it, Did I link to the wrong thing? Uh, I may, I may it, have dreaded... It's just some guy's Twitter post saying that... Uh, the California drought is drought is misspelled. Um, yes, oh, you are not you are correct. I, oh, guys, the wrong in the instrumental record. I, I picked the wrong thing to link to. Wes, you're excited about something. Yes, I clicked on your Twitter link, and the Nicole Kidman story's back. <laughs> oh, nice. She has a jellyfish haircut, and it's <laughs> uncharacteristically edgy. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. This episode is uncharacteristically edgy. <laughs> God, I cannot wait to be able to That's talk about... That's a jellyfish about... haircut. <laughs> Fantastic. I cannot wait to get to uh, uh, the next story after the coming one. So I can talk about how we can kill this shit show. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any more comments about this story? Uh, no. All right. Well, uh... David, do you just want to do you just want to tell the, the the Twitter story now? Uh sure. Um, so a uh, uh, former Twitter exec named uh, Mudge Zatko, very cool name by the way. Um, Mudge. Uh, he wrote a report uh, about some problems with Twitter, and that report has leaked. Uh, some of the problems he's uh, talked about are. Uh, how the Chinese, uh, the Red Chinese, have figured out an exploit <laughs> uh, to the data sharing that Twitter does for people who buy advertisements through them, which they have used to figure out who is using uh, VPNs to circumvent the Great Firewall of China to get on Twitter. Ooh, oh boy. Uh, and also, just like some technical problems at Twitter including one where they have known for several years and have not been fixing the problem where if all of their data centers went offline at the same time, Twitter would be irrecoverably destroyed. And But then how would we find out about Nicole Kidman's th- haircut? This almost happened by the sound of it several times, and the engineers could just, like, all they could do was sit and watch and hope that the last few data centers didn't go down and afterwards the executives did not give them any funding or support for fixing the problem oh i remember talking to someone who was part of at least one of those near meltdowns yep so what i'm saying is there's a lot of tech people in ea and i'm sure <laughs> some of them would be up for hypothetically Figuring out some kind of hack or vulnerability to go Mr. Robot on Twitter, take down all of their data centers at once, 
and save their save our entire civilization. All right. Well, speaking of meltdowns, Ineaj, what's going on in Europe? Europe and Asia are still having that impossible heat wave that uh, we talked about in the last episode too. It's uh, it's starting to have some even greater effects. Oh, uh, we so were... Europe's having an impossible heat wave. The mm. Mountain West is having an impossible drought. Mm. What's going on, man? It's almost I, like there's some kind of weird uh, climate thingy happening. I, I don't know, man. I don't keep track of thingies, especially when they do with the climate. So you, you're going to have to tell me about that. All right. But uh, it's definitely hot. It's a hot one out there. Uh, in Europe, they... Well, uh, let's go with France. In France, they are um, lowering the output of some nuclear power plants because... France is a great nuclear place, uh, one of the best countries uh, in terms of nuclear. We love them. But uh, they are cooled by the rivers. Uh, some of them, anyway, are cooled by the rivers that run nearby them. And uh, the water is actually getting warm enough in some of these rivers that it's not cooling fast enough, and they've had to reduce power output from their nuclear plants. Uncool. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, the... Uh, the Germans are having a similar power output problem, uh, although due to a different power source. The Rhine is their major shipping corridor there, the Rhine River, and it is at very low levels, again, because of the heat and dryness out there, which means that a lot of ships that go through it have to be lighter loads. They, they aren't able to be full capacity. Some of them are down to like one-third capacity in order to float down this new much shallower Rhine. Oh, and, uh... Yeah, and that means that some coal plants, which is what they have had to pivot to, to get power now that uh, they aren't getting natural gas from Russia and they shut down their nuclear plants, uh, are getting barges that are only like half to third full of coal and have had to slow down production as well just for not having enough coal. Like, it's it's fucking up all of industry across Europe. Yeesh. Yeah. Also and China? Also China. China is seeing temperatures over 110 degrees in some places. Uh, there is oh, a that's city. Very hot. It's ve- there's a city of over nine billion people who had an overnight low of 94 degrees. It's it, I don't know how these people are still alive. Um, I, I guess they they've had to live through a lot of shit with the Communist Party though, so maybe they're used to this kind of thing. But uh, they I don't think they're they, used to this kind of thing. Right? Yeah. They we used to report I don't think on the lots. communists raised the temperature. <laughs> Like, except metaphorically. They, you know, it's a metaphorical heat. You learn to deal with that. You can deal with any kind of heat, right? No. No. Okay. Heat does not work that way. Mm, I, I guess I was wrong about that. But yeah, the, the lots of wildfires. We said there were lots of wildfires in Europe. There are in China, too. Uh, Sichuan province. I believe that's how you pronounce it. But yes, it's the one you're thinking of that has all the tech manufacturing in the entire world situated in it. Runs on a lot of hydroelectrical power. And those dams are running really low on water, which uh, means they can't produce power. Uh, And they have had to shut down the vast majority of factories in Sichuan province. Pretty sure Uh, it's Sichuan, like it's like the chicken. That's probably what it is. Damn it. Like I should have remembered my Rick and Morty. (laughs) Anyways, power has been cut to factories for six days now. Uh, Might be going longer. We don't know. Once power is restored, who knows how long it'll take to actually get everything up and running again. So this is a major blow both to the economy of China and to like just world supply of stuff in general. Things are getting fucked up with the climate, yo. And it's having major knock-on effects. Bummer. That is all I have to say on the topic. I just wanted to know whether you guys knew that, uh... Cooling down the planet is actually incredibly easy. 
We know how to do it. We're just not. Is it just about putting some particulates in the air to block the sun? Yes, it is. Is it, we, is it the water? Do we put water in the air? Uh, <laughs> we could do it with water. We could do it with sulfur dioxide. There's lots of things we could do. Is this inspired by the book you're reading? It is partially inspired by the book I'm reading, but also both the book and this comment are inspired by real life. The book in question is Termination Shock by Neil Stevenson. It's very good. But it sounds like, though, the problems aren't necessarily that the world is getting hotter. It's that, like, the, that the climate's just changing in unpredictable ways. Like, Europe and China are very hot right now, but, you know, global warming's only raised the temperature by, like, one degree. This is just, like, changing weather patterns to cause this. So I don't know if cooling things down would necessarily fix that. Yeah, I mean... Weather patterns are changing in part because average temperatures are rising because that, like, creates more evaporation, which means that there's more water yeah. in the atmosphere, which means rain gets funky. Um, yeah, definitely. So. I just don't know if you, like, spray shit into the air and cool it back down if the weather patterns then shift back. I'm not a meteorologist. <laughs> well, if any of our listeners uh. are geoengineers... Let us know. We'd love to have you on for a guest episode. <laughs> All right. All right. Now we're going to move off this bummer news and go into happy news. Good news, Yay! everyone. And it's all from Eniash, as usual. And we have a record crop of happy news this fortnight, I am hey, happy to say. We've got, we've got seven stories, so let's hit us. I think them. that's a record for us. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know. We had that one episode where it was like all happy news. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. That was a good episode. All right, so what's the first one? Uh, first one is that Arizona now has universal education vouchers. Oh, yeah, you originally put this in regular news, and I was like, what are you doing? Right? This is awesome news. It is incredible news. Because it's not just vouchers for private school, it's vouchers for homeschooling. Yes. Seven grand for everyone. You can give yep. it to a school, or you can not give it to a school, and you can buy your own education materials with it. Yep. You can hire tutors, buy books, go to museums, like anything that 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 could be considered education. This is Dude, amazing. Yeah. That's this I, I don't know why you couldn't pay yeah, it's amazing. I don't know why you couldn't pay your I don't know, spouse or whoever's teaching this person a salary of seven thousand dollars because Yeah, I haven't looked into the actual regulations, but it sounds like it's pretty loose. Yeah. And I, I really think you should be able to do that because doing the labor of educating someone is definitely much more than $7,000. And if people are happy to do it on their own and save us that money, fuck yeah, man. This is awesome. Yeah, man. I, and I'm super excited about this because I didn't even realize this was on the table. Mm. Like, if you asked me last week, is this is this even plausible to be passed in any U.S. state? I would have said no way. Because uh, every proposal I'd seen was just for basically backpack funding where you can go to a private school. And they get yeah. your they get your money. Uh, I I didn't even I had no idea that this was going to be even it was even in the Overton window to give this to homeschoolers. This is amazing. Arizona does a lot of shit things, but they did a really fucking awesome thing right here. Yeah, way to go, Arizona. Yeah, I, I take back everything bad I said about you. Your policies are the best ones. Um, I reiterate everything bad I said about you, but <laughs> you, did, you did good on this one. Okay. Phoenix still sucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> But not because of school now. Yep. Yeah, it's true. All right. Uh, next story. Apparently, 
You can buy hearing aids over the counter. Uh, it used to be illegal to buy hearing aids. Oh, I know. My mother had... wears a hearing aid, and she always had to get a prescription updated. I had no fucking clue. Yep. You, 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 just, you couldn't just buy a hearing aid. Someone would fucking haul you off. Well, they'd probably haul off the person who was trying to sell it to you. But for, for a hearing aid, you can't stick a little thing that amplifies sound in your ear without a doctor's prescription. Inyash, it's a medical yeah. device. <laughs> but I should not be angry. This is happy news because now we can do that thing. Yay. Yeah. Now, don't get too excited. It's not all hearing aids. It's, it's, I think it's just the lowest powered ones. Oh, God. But this is uh, a great change. And if, if, yes, people should just be able to buy these. It's ridiculous that they can't, they couldn't before. If you can hold a microphone without a prescription, and you can put headphones on without a prescription, why the fuck can you not put Because it's in? a medical device. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No, and I think, I think there's probably some regulations about how loud headphones can be. Because I think I, w- I I feel like I used to be able to get headphones that were louder. Huh? Maybe there is. I don't know. Yeah. No. Sometimes it's because people on their podcast don't turn up their volume enough, which we don't do here on the Mind Killer. We, uh, we're better about that on a uh, Basin Conspiracy now, right? Yes. Okay. Good. I, Although I it's still not advice. as good as, as as good as this podcast. Oh well. I mean, very few things are. Very, that's very true. Uh, but yeah, maybe I'll go buy a hearing aid, so that'll help. Cool. All right. Um, effective altruism apparently is getting some good press. Yeah. Uh, Will McCaskill came out with What We Owe the Future and went on a whirlwind publicity tour. And that has given a lot of uh, press to effective altruism, including a cover story on time, in Time magazine. So I think that's a good thing because I oh, think yeah. effective let altruism me, is a good thing. Let me, let me read the Scott Alexander quote because this was mm. great. Um, if the point of publishing a book is to have a public relations campaign, Will McCaskill is the greatest English writer since Shakespeare. <laughs> he and his book, What We Owe the Future, have recently been featured in The New Yorker, New York Times, Vox, NPR, BBC, The Atlantic, Wired, and Boston Review. He's been interviewed by Sam Harris, Ezra Klein, Tim Ferriss, Dwarkish Patel, and Tyler Cowen. Tweeted about by Elon Musk, Andrew Yang, and Matty Glacius. He was not interviewed by Joe Rogan, though? I mean, not yet. Oh, okay. I mean, this just proves that effective altruists are pretty effective at doing the thing they want to do, right? Um, if the thing they want to do is get attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the thing they wanted to do in this case. <laughs> I think, feel like that's... If you ask an effective altruist, like, what, what, what do you want to do? I feel like get attention is pretty low on the list. But, uh, yes, in this case, if, if that was the goal, they crushed it. Hell yeah. And I think that's good because I think effective altruism is a great force for good in the world. So that is why it's going in happy news. More people are knowing about it. All right. Good. Everyone, if you feel like being altruistic, do it effectively. Absolutely. And also try to be a little bit altruistic. It helps the world. If you want to. <laughs> and you, you should want to, though. It's good to want that. Well, like, you don't have to. All no, right. Anyway, to. next story. Um, stem cells? Stem helping se- with things? The, how surprising that that would happen, right? Uh, there were mice that were treated with altered stem cells. Uh, these um, They had a thing knocked out of them that causes them to die. Uh, so they didn't die. Uh, they, Ooh, lived they took out with, the death part? They took out the death part. All right, now do that for everyone. I, I'm simplifying it a little bit, but they took out a death part and injected them into the brains, and these stem cells were able to form new neurons in the mice, which treated Alzheimer's and dementia. And 
interestingly, so, they've ha found a way to tag the new neurons as they were being created, and afterwards um, destroyed the new neurons, and the mice got the Alzheimer's and dementia again. So I guess just like a double what? proof of concept that it really was the new neurons that was helping. Okay, so can we have a national conversation about how we learned that we needed to reboot Alzheimer's research from square zero, like two months ago mm -hmm. and now we're basically have what looks like a potentially promising cure uh yes i i we should probably have the conversation but also you know again this is early stages mouse tests so i don't want to over over yeah, promise that, things all right here fair. we go here we go alzheimer's researchers you, here's what we're gonna do we're gonna replicate this one before That's right. we spend another 10 years basing our research on it Yes. All right. So just do this experiment like three more times, uh, so we don't get in the same situation as last time. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Alzheimer's researchers. Yeah, and this part's very important. When you're doing those replications and other original studies, make sure you don't do fraud. That's very important. <laughs> yes, that's very important. No fraud. If turn your fraud knob down to zero, not one, all the way to zero. All right. I'm glad we're all agreed on this. Yes. I particularly think this is interesting because, like, I don't know why you would necessarily have to stop just with Alzheimer's and dementia. Like, couldn't you use this just to improve brain functioning for normal people, too? Um, I don't... I don't know. Um, it says it formed new neurons, but I don't know if your brain knows how to make neurons in the right places to, like, make you smarter if you weren't smarter to begin with. I think we should test that, because my brain is certainly not as good now as it was 10 years ago, and I would like my brain to be good again. Well, you probably have dementia. <laughs> I am all for it. Get yourself some stem cells. All right. As long as I can claim dementia, I'm good. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got some more uh, good medical news, right? Yes. Uh, the British Heart Foundation has received a, or has rather given, a 30 million pound grant i'm not sure how much that is in dollars but it's less than 30 million but not by much i think anyways uh the, a grant has been made to develop a treatment to reprogram the genes which cause muscular heart disease it's uh, a 35 million dollars okay there we go um working animal studies have shown that a single shot treatment based on the CRISPR, which we uh, I've talked about many times on the show, but it's a thing that w allows you to alter people's genes in their bodies while they're still alive. Uh, they can cure various genetic that ailments. That last part's really key. Yeah, yeah. It can cure various genetic ailments of the heart, which affect one in every 250 people worldwide. And, uh, you know, that's that's another great thing. I, I hate good. it when my heart stops working. Yeah, hearts oh, are important. Oh, I love the CRISPR research. Keep it up. All those people who said that genetic engineering was playing God and doing island of dr moreau things yeah can it suck is it now let's do that no they were right <laughs> oh well, okay sure fair enough let's but, keep playing god but, but let's do a better job than god did he kind of yeah. screwed the pooch yeah, let, uh, yeah. so we have two very low bars we need to clear we need to do better than god and the wuhan mm -hmm. institute of virology if we can beat <laughs> those two organizations we'll at least be doing okay that is a very low bar yeah. All right. More medical news. Keep, One last keep it medical news. All right. Bioengineered corneas. Uh, they, darn it, I wish I knew who they was, but I believe this is um, a research institute in China? 
crap. Anyways, they have made a collagen protein from pig skin, which uh, they formed into a cornea type thing. Uh, transparent, about the right size. Uh, implanted it into people, and restored vision to them. It was a test run of 20 people over two years. Uh, They have had no issues over those two years, and their sight has been restored completely, uh, which is fantastic because right now the major roadblock for getting a cornea transplant is that somebody with good corneas has to die and uh, also get that cornea harvested in time to, uh, to give to someone else. There is a shortage of corneas. There is often waiting lists. Um, some people never get the corneas that they need. And uh, the, they can only be stored for about two weeks before they have to either be implanted in someone or thrown away. Because, you know, that this is human tissue that's dying. That's way These, better than other organs, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I think there's some organs that really have like a 24-hour period between... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, but these bioengineered cornea substitutes, in addition to being as good as regular corneas, uh, last up to two years in storage. So, uh, cheap... That's much longer. Yeah. Long-lasting. It's, this is, this is great news for people who like seeing. Uh, so here's my question for you, Eniash. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to eradicate blind people? I hate the disabled oh all right uh, yeah. that's kind of what i assumed but i figured i'd ask yeah yeah it's not right. disabilities well, I, I'm, I'm okay with disabilities but the disabled themselves just make me right. kind of well good news cringe. for people who hate blind people <laughs> and want them to not exist anymore oh boy <laughs> i Which would say apparently taking us. me out of context but <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh, our final story, as always, is going to be an, a human interest story from Eniash. Indeed. And this uh, one's not about a dog. This one's not about a dog, no. Two weeks in a row that, that there's been no dog. I did see a pet one, but then I was like, mm, I, I should have had at least two weeks in a row with no pets. Oh, we forgot the happy news about uh, the celebrity haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jellyfish on people's heads Yeah, now. jellyfish haircut. <laughs> Uh, this is a relatively simple story, but just a story that makes you feel really good. A woman got in a car wreck and was... A Yay! <laughs> Why do all your happy stories start out this way, Yash? <laughs> Something horrible happened. No, no that, that's it. Woman got in a car wreck and everyone hated her, so it's a good news. <laughs> No. A woman got in a car wreck. The car got, she was wounded. The car got mangled. Uh, Six high school football players were driving by uh, shortly after this and saw that, you know, she was in trouble and trapped. They got out and just using pure brute strength. Brute strength. (laughs) Yes. The six of them muscled that uh, door open, just kind of wrenched the metal back. Brute strength. (laughs) And, uh, and she was, you know, saved. And then they continued going on to school. So, fucking a man oh they kept going to school i thought it's gonna have a happy ending oh man well everyone (laughs) at school has given them mad props for for rescuing the woman yeah they probably didn't learn anything that day so it's probably fine they learned that rescuing women is a good thing maybe they can generalize that to like rescuing all humans in general is a good thing with their brute strength what anything that it takes all right all right, and that takes us to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. And we'll start with David. Yeah, so uh, one thing we thought about talking about this fortnight but decided not to was a little story where the Prime Minister of Finland threw a house party and for some reason people were upset. So, uh, 
one of the particularly stupid parts of this discourse was a uh, bit of an internet slap fight between uh, people who uh, were talking about how, like, the, the prime minister needs to have gravitas and blah, blah, blah. And uh, simps for the prime minister because she's a uh, very attractive woman in her 30s. This made me realize that having attractive female politicians, and there's really no way to say this that doesn't sound sexist, so just hear out the entire troop deployment before you cancel me, uh, it, it is an existential threat to whatever country the politician is in because <laughs> the power of having simps defending politicians is just it's too much and and <laughs> there are no countries with um with institutions developed and advanced enough to be able to handle it so what i'm saying is uh if any foreign countries ever wanted to bring america to its knees all they would need to do is contrive a presidential election where Ivanka Trump is running against AOC, and then whoever wins, <laughs> we would lose. Alrighty, I missed most of that because it breaks up, but the parts that I heard were fantastic. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, David. Get some better internet. Uh, short, All right. short version, anyway. women shouldn't be president. <laughs> <laughs> but only attractive women. Yes. No, right. only unattractive women. No, they they should be president. It was a double negative. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Wait, yep, no, yep, it's yep, just yep. a single negative. You just you just couldn't understand it. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's it's that brain thing you have. I, I do words for a living. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, thank you, David. Eniash, what's your de- troop deployment? My troop deployment is that. Uh, <laughs> remember when COVID came around and we were no, shocked that? that the. <laughs> that the richest nation on earth didn't really have any sort of preparations or plan in place or not much of one anyway for dealing with a uh, massive worldwide pandemic i do well, remember that they 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 <laughs> there is other things that are massive and could affect the entire world and would lead to a lot of death and one of those things is the entire electrical infrastructure of the world being knocked out. Uh, this could happen with a powerful enough solar flare. I think like a hundred-ish years ago, a solar flare of this magnitude did happen. But at that point, we didn't really have much electricity anywhere, so it didn't particularly matter. Well, uh, it's a hundred years ago. It's probably not going to happen again, right? Yeah, no. These things only happen once every 800 years, surely. Uh, so, um, so w- <laughs> hang on. R- quick question. Would one of these solar flares, yes. oh, I don't know, simultaneously take out all of Twitter's data centers? <laughs> <laughs> there is a silver lining, yes. Okay, find a way uh, to cause solar flares. Okay, continue. You, you may want to wait until after someone has heard my troop deployment and done something about this particular uh, problem. But not Twitter insects. Uh, but not yes yes uh so in 2019 in testimony between before congress uh it was asserted that a prolonged collapse of the nation's electrical grid could lead to up to 90 percent of the american population dying due to starvation disease and societal collapse uh just a lot of our society <laughs> runs on power and being able to make things work right now at a above 1880s level of technology um 
the one of the interesting parts about this is that the weakest link in the system is HV transformers, and apparently there's uh, 30 of them that are absolutely critical. The simultaneous loss of just nine of them at once could lead to a complete blackout due to cascading failures. Uh, if these transformers are irreparably uh, damaged, it could take 12 to 24 months until another one is produced because these are, you know, rare, custom-built, expensive things and probably come from um, Shechuan. Uh, on the plus side, uh, they are only about $10 million, so we could have a backup of all 30 of these in storage somewhere for just $300 million. Uh by way of comparison, three hundred million dollars is about how much we're about to is is how much we the IRA Inflation Reduction Act was supposed to um, remove from the federal deficit to reduce inflation. It's also how much we are about to give back to students in the form of student loan debt relief. It's uh, th three. Of 10 times less than we're giving to Ukraine right now. So for just $300 million, we could stockpile 30 of these transformers. Um, and, and it has been decided that that's too expensive, way too expensive to uh, stockpile 30 of these and prevent 90% of the public from dying in case of a massive solar flare. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess, guess it's just going to suck to be us because we couldn't find $300 million anywhere in the public budget to do this thing. Hey, Elon, I know you're listening. Get on that. <laughs> hey, uh, Inyash, you know what yeah. costs a lot less than $300 million? Is it a single jet fighter? Uh, no, it is a, uh, no. a good hunting rifle. Actually, no. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Oh, less. Sorry, I was thinking more. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, see, see, I don't care, because I'll be in the 10%. I think you overestimate how easy it will be to uh compete with no, 330 Inyash, other million Inyash, don't try to don't try to model the minds of preppers <laughs> okay it's fair enough the, that way leads madness you're right 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 all right anyway thank you Inyash, for mm. your troop deployment uh my troop deployment is about a desperately needed new piece of legislation i'm using this space today to ask you to contact your elected representatives, blast your social media account, and tell your friends to support legislation banning one of the most, if not the most, antisocial practices in America, dare I say the world. I speak, of course, of the unsubscribe email. I do my best to try to keep my email inbox spam-free, but anytime I type my email address anywhere, I get signed up for new marketing emails. Fine, I can live with that. I just unsubscribe as soon as I get the first one. It's a little inconvenient, but no big deal. And hey, once a year or so, I even get an email I want. But you know what comes next. After I've clicked unsubscribe, I have to click through to their unsubscribe menu, as if anyone in the history of Earth has wanted to unsubscribe from product updates, but still wants helpful tips or featured content. So glad for that. I wouldn't have wanted to accidentally stop getting feature announcements when I was trying to stop getting company newsletters. But then, the final insult. Within 15 seconds of unsubscribing, I get a new email in my inbox saying, You've unsubscribed! It's like a middle finger pointed straight at you saying, <laughs> Oh, you wanted to stop getting emails? Fine, but here's just one more on the way out, because fuck you. As Eric Cartman says, It's wrong! It's wrong! America, we shouldn't tolerate this burning of the commons. Contact your Congress critter today and tell them you support the bipartisan, mind-killer, anti-spam act 
which imposes a $1 million fine per offense on any company who sends an unsubscribe email. This has to stop. It can't wait. Let's liberate ourselves from this menace today. Fantastic. All right, that's our show. Thank you for listening. Please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Substack. You'll get episodes early. You'll get bonus episodes, and you'll get access to my our subscriber-only Discord channel, where just this week I was asking for advice on my troop deployment. Nobody came up with anything good, which is why you got that dumb one. We came up with some bad things, though. Yeah, they were terrible. Um, <laughs> but you could come up with something better and tell it to me in the subscriber-only Discord channel. And we'll be back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye.